Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. You're listening to us on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes. But but do both. We, we like that. Yeah, sure. Chris, two Joey. weeks in a row, two Wrestling House Shows. Yeah, it's I'm, weird. Yeah, it's weird, but I'm enjoying it. Happy <laughs> fun. We're actually on schedule recording this like the same exact time we did last week. and Yes. It's almost like a job, except we're not getting paid. But it's way more fun than a job. <laughs> way more fun. Yes. Beats working. Right. Money yeah. is nice, though. M- money is nice, yes. Uh, I don't... Anyway, that that's... <laughs> the show meeting after the show. <laughs> uh, we, it, was a, it was a pretty big week for the, for the pro wrestling. We're building up to the Royal Rumble on the WWE side of things, which yeah. is what we do now together. We, we do strictly WWE. But not that there's not enough shows. Raw. Main event, <laughs> yeah, SmackDown, NXT, Superstars is MIA for us this week, but I, I yeah. just missed that one. But uh, Main event, Slam. Saturday Morning Slam, yes. We watched that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad show. I mean, no. I think they could do better trying to get guys to modify their style so they don't have to cut to the commentators yeah. every match. But Maybe they just kind of, they might lose themselves in the course of the match. I'm, I'm sure, sure that's what happens. You kind of go point. into autopilot, and, yeah. And, and why did it take this long to have a Divas match on Saturday morning yeah, slam? Because you figured the, um, their matches are almost tailor-made for yeah. the non-head, you know, besides the hair whips, which they, right. cut, away, they cut away from the hair yeah, whips. Yeah, I thought that was weird, but I guess it makes sense. But yeah, we got to see Natalia and Alicia Fox. Like, <laughs> why wasn't this, the? why aren't they fighting for the Divas title, you know? Because it was a good match. Yeah, that would have made way more sense. The match was way better. Said you have Caitlyn with her spear. <laughs> spear is back. Spear's never going away, Chris. I know. Roman Reigns does it, but you know, he's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I still don't like it as a finisher for anyone, but. Yeah. So if they do the skills challenge for WrestleMania All Star Weekend, which is what I want, yeah. you know how like in the NBA and right. NHL they have skills challenge. Right. I want to do that WrestleMania weekend. I don't know why they're not doing this. Like, yeah. I want. You know, a exhibition of moves is voted on by the fans in the crowd. I'm mm-hmm. sure the baby faces will win if it's by yeah. fan applause. But let's have Roman Reigns versus Caitlyn this year at WrestleMania weekend <laughs> spear challenge. Right, not against each other, but yeah, no. like showing off their spears. Yeah, yeah. bring in bring in some kids. You know, they're in developmental. Right, they could be the the. Crash How much test would it enemies. suck to be like that local kid comes in? Well, I guess it'd be good for him, but yeah. you just get beat up all day. Yeah, you got to tweet some great photos. That yeah, would be, you know. I'd do it. There's a lot of stuff to talk about this <laughs> week. It wasn't, I don't think it was as home run of a week as it was last week. No. Even Raw 20th anniversary aside, yeah. if I, I gotta say, I, I'm gonna do a little bit of defending here, and I'm gonna do some bashing where you're not expecting it as far as Raw 20th anniversary goes. Okay. Now, building up Raw 20th, rumor mills flying, rumors that we could have written, yeah, you right. know, reaching out to Austin and Michaels, and obviously they would have. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Well, uh, Michaels was tweeting about it uh, during the show. It was like <laughs> talking, uh, like responding to people that said, like, why aren't you at Raw? Like, you don't care. He was like, well, I'm actually busy. I think he was in Las Vegas or something. Yeah, yeah they were for, both in Vegas. Yeah, for one of, for a show. And so it was like, I can't be there. Yeah, he was like, I got shit to do. I got. Yeah. I, I do have a new career. Yeah. You know, it, it'd be, I'm sure he's like, it'd be nice to be there, but it's schedule Yeah. Conflicting. Yeah, and he said he wanted to be there, and he he did mention like, hey, I hope they talk about me on the show. And he had people like track how many times they mentioned Shawn Michaels nice. uh, on the show, which was quite a few actually. Yeah, they referenced his Max Moon match yeah. on the debut show. Yeah. You know, uh, pop quiz, uh, Max Moon. Anybody out there? Anyone? Anyone? Was it Al Snow? No, <laughs> no. But that, they it? showed Al Snow about three times in three different gimmicks mm-hmm. in the packages. Uh, that was the uh, your favorite Conan. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so that was uh, the first time he was ever employed by WWE. Actually, the only time <laughs> that yeah. he was employed by WWE. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. Well, hey, let's do a fun fact about Max Moon's little run in WWE. Okay. This is good. I got this via the Bret Hart box set that came out like years ago. Still one yeah. of the best yeah. there is, uh, pardon the pun, DVD-wise. Right. But they were talking about the origin of the sharpshooter. And when Bret first went single, he didn't have a submission finisher. The right. sharpshooter didn't come until later on, right. about 91, close to about the time he was going to win his first world title. Yeah. And or actually his first Intercontinental title, excuse me. So, apparently, Pat Patterson went up to Bret Hart and says, you know, we want you to have a fin- finishing move as a submission now. We want to try to find a submission move for you that, right. that works and gets over the people. And they mentioned, hey, well, Sting over in NWA does the Scorpion Deathlock, and since no one over here does it, we maybe you try to do that. Yeah. And Bret apparently went back to the locker room and says, hey, does anybody here know how to do the Scorpion Deathlock? <laughs> and Conan raised his hand and apparently was like, yes. And Conan was the guy huh. that showed Bret Hart how to do the Scorpion I Deathlock. I did not know that. Yeah, so there's a good contribution to yeah. the, the history of wrestling there. I'm sure, I, I know that history books will try to tell you that Bret and Owen, like, invented that move together. Right. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what, what did you, I've got my pros and cons about Raw 20th Anniversary. What did you think, Chris? I thought it was alright. I didn't think it was, like, spectacular, but it was a good show. Yeah. Uh, my DVR was giving me issues while I was watching, so I missed some of the segments, but um, all, overall, I mean, I like the show. I I mean, I wish the main event had been a match and not talking, but I, I'd say that about every single show. Yeah. Hey, when Rocky's there, Rocky's got to yeah, close. I know. But, I mean, that cage match, it was good, but I think if it was the main event, it would have meant more, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and talk about that because I actually was really enjoying the cage match, yeah. and I'm sitting there going, "Okay, this is probably going to be the blow-off match for the Ziggler Cena feud." Yeah, maybe not, but it seems like it would be. Maybe for and, now. And you want to do it on a big special show that everyone's going to watch, whether it's yeah. pay-per-view or a big event like this. Right. So it made sense. So I figured that's what it's going to be. You know, and for those of you longtime listeners and friends of the show, you know that we actually are, are pretty decent Cena defenders. Yeah. Uh, at, at times, I think he takes more crap than he really deserves. Probably more more often than not, yeah, actually. Sure. But this was the kind of match that even someone like myself, mm. me personally, I'm talking, really got into that. Oh God, he's just way too super Cena in this. I match. saw that. I, I was thinking that when I was watching the match too. I kind of was like, because we had just talked on the on this last show about. Well, we thought about Cena, and I mean, we've said it a thousand times. But, yeah, watching that match, I kind of felt the same way. A bit. I was like, really? I mean... Yeah, it pissed me off. There was yeah. way... Well, I didn't piss me off. I mean, I, I think you probably uh, had a little more emotion than I did. But I was like, meh. You know, it was still a good match, but yeah. I saw that it was like... It was... It didn't... I don't know. He, he could have lost that match, and nothing... Bad one. He lost like all sorts of matches last year, yeah, exactly. and still had like he was still like superstar of the year. Like, yeah, like Punk pointed get, out. Yeah, let's get him back on the horse and have him yeah. win. But th- this is really because this is, you know, I- I've probably said this the last three years, but this is going to be Ziggler's year. Yeah, <laughs> and I think more it's more obvious and apparent now that it yeah. is going to be Ziggler's year. Yeah, but it's like oh, why why could he could have won the match? Would, yeah, but, especially a cage match. I mean, you escape and yeah. and. That's how you. That's how you can win. So yeah, you got Biggie outside keeping yeah. him from escaping. So now it's gonna have yeah. to be a pinfall. But all this, you know, 
Well, I mean, Ziggler could have escaped. I mean, he could have, yeah, like, that, Big E could have been, like, holding off. However, he could have won. I mean... Yeah, there's yeah. a million ways he could have won. He still didn't. He still yeah. managed to not win. Yeah. Because, especially... It just bothered me a little Yeah, bit. in cage matches, I mean, anything can happen. Like, literally. So, yeah. yeah. Ziggler probably, I would have preferred if he had won. But it was still a, it was still a fun match to watch. Yeah. I wanted uh, AJ to jump off the top of the cage and like not. I do mean, the have Mysterio bit. Yeah, have because when she climbed up to the top, I was thinking she was gonna do it, and Cena would just like catch her and like put her down or something, you know. Well, yeah. If by that, I like that actually. By that scenario, she would have dived off the cage, do the high cross body like Ray yeah. did on that yeah. classic SmackDown mm-hmm. moment, and then Cena does the reversal roll up, gonna put you in the attitude adjustment, <laughs> but then Ziggler saves her or something. Yeah. But it was it would have been a great segment yeah. right there, and he could have like zigs. Maybe could have even zigzagged and still hurt her, sort of, but not really. She like fell off, and then he still pins it. I don't know. Yeah, but there were there was something there. There yeah, was something yeah. in there yeah. that they didn't do. Oh well. No. But still, anyway. Do you uh, you know that I was just thinking like you know for the Royal Rumble, they're gonna have probably the blow off for Del Rio and Big Show. Big right. Show needs to have his rematch. I'm assuming it's gonna be at the Royal Rumble. We I don't know so. as yeah. of recording time here. Uh, but yeah, they brought the cage. I'm like, well, I was hoping for a cage uh, between yeah. them. I think that would be a great, you know, match for them to yeah. have. But I guess they probably wouldn't do it. I now, wouldn't would think they? they would do it. Just having one, just a couple weeks before the rumble. Now, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Del Rio is. Uh, he's doing exactly what Doink did when he turned babyface. He's yeah. throwing pails of water now, right. uh, people to get the fans to cheer him. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you before we came on the air here today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting me jump all over the place here. <laughs> Just watching it go from point to point to yeah, point. I like it's her. like watching tennis. Yes, the tennis house show. Now, I'm all for Alberto Del Rio's heavyweight title run this time around. Uh-huh. I, I'm a lot more ready for it actually now than I was beforehand. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I was just a little mad. I, I became that fanboy, you know, into the storyline mode. Like, he took it away from Punk, and I was so mad at him. Okay. But I'm I'm totally ready this time. I'm on board. All right. And I'm definitely not trying to be cynical here. I would think that they actually were probably wanting to do this at Royal Rumble, honestly. Build it up a little more. The fact that they did it so quick, but something kind of light bulbed in me this week, and I was like, oh, maybe that's why they did it. They don't want to take any chances with this new Alberto babyface turn, I don't think. And I wouldn't want to either if I was them. Right. So you think maybe they saw, hey, we got shows in Texas coming up here. Well, yeah, I think for sure, because they even mentioned, I think they mentioned something about that, like, my people, they, someone, I don't remember who it was, but someone mentioned the fact that there were a lot of, uh, like, Latinos in the crowd. Yeah, and he wins, he wins the yeah. title in Miami. Yeah. And then they're going right over to, like, San Antonio for that next SmackDown. Yeah. It's perfect. I think, yeah, I mean, I... I I'm not I, saying it's anything other than it is, but... Yeah, I, but that's the that's the best way to get someone over is to have them win in a crowd that's super supportive, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, so, it was smart. They, yeah. they, they, did, it, they did it right. Because yeah. if he had won the title and the crowd wasn't going nuts, then that wouldn't translate very well to the TV audience. Exactly. And people would have been kind of, like, cooled off on the whole prospect of it. Yeah, because if they were going to do it again, the crowd was going to have to go nuts this time. Yeah. Because they went nuts in a different way the first time, and it worked. Right. But, yeah, I think that maybe it seems almost like that might have been a last-minute thing or someone figured it out, yeah, and they were like, maybe. maybe we would pull the trigger on it instead of waiting until the Royal Rumble. That's just a theory. But know? I think maybe that could be the case. But I like I like a title change every once in a while yeah. on, fr- on, on free, free TV. Yeah. yeah, 
because it makes it because usually you get into the the um it seems like you get into a rut and you're like oh a big title match on TV the the champion's gonna defend it always happens be a disqualification yeah something something's gonna happen so yeah. when I saw Del Rio start to like push the table over I was like oh oh wow <laughs> this is, this yeah. is really happening because like I said last week I didn't get it spoiled so yeah. that's that's a good point you also bring up is that I you know what I almost hate more than that mm-hmm. uh, when they do it on free TV I loathe when it's a non-title match mm-hmm. at this point it's almost like a standard and it makes me so it's so boring and and what do you mean matter of factly when they put a champion in a non-title match against a serious contender oh, you almost know the champion's every time. gonna lose <laughs> you know you know almost yeah. every time the champion's gonna lose i yeah. hate that they've done it so much i can't stand it yeah. anymore and i get so cynical going in now to those matches now if they actually win i'm surprised at this yeah. point but they still don't do it very often. They yeah. do it as a means to create a new contender. Right. But I don't like that. I like them earning it the hard way. Yeah. I don't want them to touch that person until they get a shot. Right. And that's maybe that's old school mentality. But you know what? Yeah. Win it in a battle royal. Win it by beating other guys. Yeah. Win it by just jumping the guy after the match or right. something. Uh, you know, get your shot that way. I yeah. don't like them pinning them before the thing because... And that also means, especially if you're just building up a guy like Antonio Cesaro's U.S. title this time, or this one is a good example mm-hmm. of that. He wins the title, and then every time he needs a challenger for the pay-per-view, they just have like Truth or yeah. or Kofi beat him in a non-title match, and so they build up to pay-per-view, and then he's going to win. But yeah. you knew he was going to win. You almost know he's going to win. <laughs> right. So I think that's dumb. It's it's lazy. It, it is, but I think. It, they should treat it more like real, like you earn a title match by doing certain things. And yeah. occasionally if you have, like, the champion shouldn't defend unless it's a viable contender. And so you have the nine title matches, and he should usually probably win most of those. And then that every once in a while, he does lose, and it's surprising, and then yeah. that person gets a title shot. Exactly. Yeah, they have him in a ring like, ha, look at that. He's in. And I think this actually happened last year. I could be, I, I'm almost going to say this happened last mm-hmm. year. I didn't get all the pay-per-views, but... Yeah. They had him wrestling Justin Gabriel in one of the television shows. Yeah, and I Justin, saw that match. Yeah. Justin actually beat him. Yeah. But that was a nice surprise. Right. Because they haven't been doing much with him. And see, that's that's how you do it, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Good ways, bad ways. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right. But so, what do we know? Yeah. We'll just segue right there cleanly from Alberto to Antonio. <laughs> and yeah, well, Alberto, I remember when Alberto first started and he was going up against um, Ray... Yeah. And that that first big feud, you had mentioned, like that they were probably gonna position Alberto to be the new Latino hero to replace Ray whenever Ray goes, and it's yeah. finally happening. Yeah. So it you, really you called that like how, whenever he debuted, like a couple years ago. And how many of them are surprised now that it wasn't Sincara, but it actually turned out to be Alberto? Yeah. But I I kind of think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, yeah, especially considering that uh, especially considering that Sincara hasn't had the best record since he he's gotten. Yeah. There. He's I mean, had some growing pains, but he right. also got popped for wellness, and that right. that your stock drops a lot with me when you do that. And I think, just I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Sinkar is fine, yeah. but he's harder to relate to because he's faceless. Yeah, exactly. There's no personality. Yeah. So, and I mean, of course, Ray had a mask too, but he had tons of personality. You yeah. know, so and you can always see the emotion in Ray's yeah. face. He's in an arm bar. He's in pain. You yeah. you feel his pain still. Yeah, with uh, Sinkara, you just you can't get that connection. And so, and of course, Alberto has tons of personality, and it's I'm 
I like him whatever he does. I've always been a huge fan. So. Yeah, you were on board from day one. And, and not that I wasn't, but, uh, you, you know, you, yeah. you saw it right away. Yeah. So I was just happy that we had another second-gen guy and, and, and a Mexican one at that. Yeah. I knew, I knew that he would at least have the discipline All right. to, to go far. Yeah. And he's proven that. Uh, you know, we were talk- I meant to mention this when we were talking about Ziggler earlier. Once again, all over the pick. Okay. But I'm going to pose this question to you as well. I'm going to tell you mine. Okay. But, you know, obviously Ziggler's cashing in money in the bank at some point this year. Well, yeah, he's going to do it or he's going to lose it. Okay, let me put you in the scenario that you are a WWE superstar. Okay. And, you, and they actually come to you and say, how would you like to cash in your money in the bank? <laughs> all right. How would you do it in a way that no one else has done it before? Well, I was thinking... Like, why doesn't he just have Big E just, like, jump one of the guys in the back and beat him mercilessly and then just cash in and be like, all right, I'm going to cash in right now. Yeah, they just, haven't even done that yet. Yeah, just have, just get a group of people or even hire, like, a group of people or a tag team or something to just yeah. go and beat the guy up, take him to the ring, cash in, and you win it. It's really crappy to do, yeah. but it hasn't been done yet. Yeah. I don't understand why they wouldn't have done it at this point, you know? Yeah. They, if they come up to me backstage, right. I'll be like, I'm going to become the most despicable person that has ever been here okay. in five minutes. Just give me five minutes. Let's say this past SmackDown on Friday. And let's say, I'll just put it in this scenario. This is what I would do. But let's say Ziggler does this. Right. Uh, it's it's the big celebration. It's the siesta. No, no, not siesta. What is it? Fiesta. <laughs> Siesta is when they take a break and yeah. take a nap, possibly. Oh, okay. Well, then that that would be uh, David Otunga in every match. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, fiesta? that's me when o- Otunga is wrestling. The, I take the siesta. There you go. We we need to yeah we need to spot each other on those. Okay. Uh, you, you take the Otunga matches. I'll take the Jesse matches in TNA, <laughs> and we all have uh, our lives are enriched because of it. <laughs> but moving back over to the fiesta. Thank you, Chris. Ziggler just kind of casually strolls down the ring, and it's. He doesn't even realize it. Alberto doesn't even realize he's coming down the ring at mm-hmm. this point. This would be this would really stay. I would actually kind of hate this for Alberto's sake, mm-hmm. but for argument's sake. Okay. Strolling down the ring and he's alone. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else with him, which is uncommon for him at this point. Right. Goes down there, stops down, and anybody that's in the ring is just a guy like either it's Ricardo and just the musicians and mm-hmm. the, the lady dancer. So right. Ricardo is really the only other threat in that ring. Right. But they stay pretty close to each other. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, Ziggler just stands there, throws a fireball. <laughs> fireball. Which kind of gets both of them. Right. Know? And that's it. Cash in. World in champion. <laughs> you do what do you like, think? You do like the fireball. I like the fireball. Yeah. Yeah, I would work. I don't know if they're going to bring the fireball back on WWE television at this point, but really, in this PG world, there's no play for fireball. <laughs> I don't huh? think so. Damn. All right. What was the last one? Kane did one a while back. Yeah, Dare to Dream. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah, I, I, I thought work. about that an hour ago. I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to say this. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that would be that would be entertaining. That would definitely make the uh, that would be on every highlight reel for Money in the Bank and yearly wrap up for. Yeah, forever. It'll be on the open forever. It'll yeah. be in all the oh my god box sets and the yeah. thousand moments of SmackDown in or Raw or whatever. <laughs> I, I think that's uh, that's money right there. But it obviously can't be PG, right? Right. right. I didn't even think about that in that term. I, I'm still not in that mind yeah. frame. I just try to not think about the ratings yeah. anymore. Maybe maybe on pay per view. Yeah, 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 I like yeah. it. Yeah. 
Anytime someone talks about fireballs, though, I think of Joel Gertner. <laughs> yes. The matches. Oh man, that's the best. Uh, uh, wait a second. Let me let me turn the let me put the Rolodex out here. Let's reference it. If you're wondering what we're talking about, you need to go find this show. Obviously, at this point, WWE is just sitting on this yeah. in the vault. Cause yeah. it's, but it's great. This pay per view, it occurred in. Hang on, don't tell me. Yeah, I'm not coming. 1999. That sounds right. It was Hardcore Heaven. Was it? Because Living Dangerously. Hardcore Heaven was RVD, Jerry Lynn 2. Right. So that's why I know that that was the same show. Okay. So Hardcore Heaven 1999. The open of this thing is a train wreck because they do the world title match first. Oh, yeah. That was booked originally Taz and Candido. Uh-huh. And then Taz beats Candido in like 20 seconds. Yeah. And then the Dudleys come out, 3D Taz, setting up the Bubba Ray Taz match yeah, for later. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. But then after Taz show. gets yeah, Taz gets hauled out of there and they get ready for their match. Yeah. But the Dudleys stay out there and do one of their classic riot promos. Yeah. Joel Gertner's still out there with them. Sign Guy Dudley, the whole yeah. the whole gang's out there. And then Balls comes out and spoils their party yeah. by taking out all the guys. But yeah. Joel Gertner has a brilliant idea to throw fire at him, but yeah. his fire consists of just a match. Yeah, he's got like a matchbook. He just Meanwhile, Boss is sweating yeah. profusely, and it's more water and sweat, yeah. so he's not going to catch on fire. And then he does his little Joel Gertner dance, yeah. and then Boss throws a real fireball with alcohol and a cigarette lighter yeah. right in his face. And it got him pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah great moment. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah, like an old school reference yeah. for uh, yeah, you'd have one of those every week. Try to work them in. Yeah. Hopefully, as natural as that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of despicable heels, one of the all-time great despicable heels of all time, JBL. Yeah. Who has been uh, entertaining me on a weekly basis once again. So glad he's back in yeah. the booth. Yeah, definitely. Signing him again is great work. It's it's brainless, obvious, but yes. Yeah. I'm so glad they did yeah. it. I'm glad he took the offer. Obviously, he doesn't need the money. Right. He said something in passing on SmackDown. I know he's going to get shit for online, for sure. I mean, he's very active on Twitter, so I'm sure he's already getting it at this point. Okay. But did you notice when they were talking about tag teams, and it was during the Miz Primo match. Okay. And he was saying... Oh, yeah, Rosa Mendez on, on TV this week, so it made me a happy man. Yeah, she talked. She, she did. She talked backstage. She did? Yeah, yeah. So, Sorry, Rosa continue. Watch. We're going to do Rosa Watch for the week, because <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah. Yes. And Primo and Epico. I like them, too. Yeah, yeah, of course, yes. But, uh, so they're talking about, and I guess they're talking about, yeah, JBL mentioned, which is great, referencing the fact that Primo was the first unified tag team champion, along with Carlito. Right. And he was, like, talking about, and Josh always kisses, tries to kiss up to JBL, so he doesn't yeah. give him too much shit, but he always does anyway. Yeah. He's like, you know, you transition out of a tag team to a singles wrestler, is it harder? He's like, yeah, of course it's harder. <laughs> and he's like... You know, some some guys never make it past that level, and they can't transition into tag teams. They just don't. And he referenced some great tag teams, mm. and he was just talking about sure. There's countless of guys that are very talented that never LOD. They couldn't make it on their own. You know, people like that. And then he mentioned the Dudleys. Oh, did he? <laughs> and I, I was like, that. hmm. I was like, you know, I'm definitely not the biggest TNA defender in the world. <laughs> Far from it. But Benefit of a doubt, but I, I I have said over the last two years, especially the last year, yeah. if there's one thing that TNA has done with their quote-unquote millionaires club, yeah. it is 
those guys. Yeah. Now, bringing the Dudleys in and winning a billion tag team titles, that's boring. Right. That's nothing new. That's not breaking ground. Yeah. That's popping everything initially. But I got to say, I have really enjoyed and been impressed with how they've handled them as singles wrestlers. Right. Uh, you know, the Devon's doing his aces and eights thing, but even before that, his run as TV champion, the fans got behind him. Yeah. Whether they're programmed to in that particular building, that bubble of TNA fandom or right. not, yeah. Devon got a great reaction. We gave him a great reaction at Slammiversary last year. Yeah. So Devon was actually, and I was surprised because I like Devon. I think he's a great worker, but yeah. I never thought he would do anything as a singles wrestler. Yeah, yeah. But he, he proved himself, and he's still proving himself, even yeah. more so now. I know you're a little bit out of TNA, and I understand that. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> but also, Bully Ray, Bubba, yeah. they've done wonders with him. He's done so much for that company yeah. over, ever since his heel turn, like three years ago or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But he's doing really good. I, I'm not looking forward to watching... <laughs> check this out. I'm not looking forward to watching his wedding with Brooke Hogan, yeah. but... That why, bullshit. Why would you even mention that to me? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm really selling you on TNA. But that bullshit storyline aside, they've done great stuff with him. So I just thought it was funny in passing, and I don't know, you know, like maybe he's friends with those guys and he's ribbing them. Um, but still, I think that's kind of a cheap shot. He's probably going to get a lot of shit for that, I think. He might, but, you know, I don't, in defense of JBL, their singles run into WWE, they did not do... They, oh. They failed. Yeah, nothing know? to write home about. And I'm yeah. assuming when he was making that reference, he was he That's was also in his own bubble yeah. himself. I mean, he's not he's not taking into account TNA because I don't know if he watches it or not. I don't watch it. Yeah, but they're not so, supposed to either. I yeah, understand so, that. So I mean, that's I think in defense. I know I know exactly where you're coming from, but yeah. in defense of JBL, I think his statement was perfectly valid. Is in that example for their WWE. Yeah. try at singles wrestling because they were very successful tag team in the WWE yeah. but not singles yeah when they so. split them up they definitely were a bust and yeah. I, I, I totally yeah 100% agree and Devon had the, the the honor of bringing in Batista yeah. to the WWE so yeah. that's even worse that's the only thing they reference his singles career about ever yeah so uh, can, I, can I get away with one little TNA bit because it also ties into <laughs> WWE fine okay I'm talking about James Storm for a second I like James Storm Nothing wrong with him at all. There's something that that bothers me about him and Seamus equally. Okay. It's something I've been wanting to get off my chest for like the last half year, and I'm sure. so glad I have a platform again to Go do it. Go for it. Seamus does white noise, or we used to know it as Kryptonite Crunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. another ECW reference. Good move. I like the move. Or I'm, Finley's Celtic Cross. Finley's Celtic Cross also. Wow, yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. But I like that as a finishing move. Yeah. Aside from the the lovely comedy match between Sheamus and Michael McGillicuddy on Saturday Morning Slam this <laughs> week, why is that not the finisher? When he puts Big Show in it, it's super impressive. Yeah. You do that, then he does the bro kick. Yeah. Am it, I am I stupid, or is that <laughs> supposed to be the other way around? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think it should. It's a it's a perfectly good finisher, and I don't think you don't need to do both. One or the other, but I don't... Kick I've, should be the setup. I've never liked... Well, I mean, or anything can be the setup. You know, it, yeah, it can't be the setup. A finisher at all I don't like... Yeah, the big boot as a finisher is not anything impressive. Like, yeah. every big guy does it, and it's... Yeah. No, I don't really care for it that much. Yeah, so Seamus does white noise into the bro kick. Guess what James Storm does? He does a code breaker, and then does the super kick. Really? Yeah. 
That's that's his finishing yeah. one too. Yeah. You don't need it. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't understand why they why some people get in the habit of doing like a signature move that that's perfectly good as a finisher. It's like have multiple finishers and be able to finish a match in multiple different ways, you know, make it a little bit different, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I I agree with you. That's you know. my that's my rant. The for... the the white noise is better than the bro kick as a finisher, for sure. Thank you. I wasn't doing that to get you to agree with me, but yeah, kick, kick. It's just the kick mentality. I like yeah. that the Savat kick is back. I mentioned yeah. that. I mean, some people can do great kicks, and those should be finishers for yeah. certain people, but boots, eh. It just makes me think test diesel. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, big guys do it all the time. Yeah. At least the pump handle slam hasn't made a comeback yet. <laughs> yeah. So, but the Northern Light suplex The, the, the is pump back. handle into the power slam. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah pump handle yeah. power slam. Yeah, Northern, every WWE show had a Northern Lights suplex on it this week. Every single show did. Even NXT. There yeah. you go. That's our NXT talk. Because <laughs> we're not going to talk about NXT to be elitist or, you know, big internet wrestling community it's in any show. kind of way. It's a great show. Yeah. And if you are a fan, you must, you must go out of your way to watch this yeah. show. I know that they don't make it easy for you. No. It might be on Hulu. Plus, th- it is Hulu, yeah. You it, worth it? Is it not worth it to? What yeah, do you pay sure. Netflix prices for it's, Hulu? It's Plus? Like that. I'm not sure how much. Same it is, thing. Yeah. Like, get it, because and start this week. Watch the show from this yeah. week. Go in on that, or the two weeks ago. That's yeah. a good place to start because that's where we started. Yeah. Let's talk about it. First match, Chris. Let's yeah. let's talk about this. Why are we just <laughs> so insanely excited? For I was NXT? super excited. We mentioned this. Uh, on the last show, I think, but a guy debuted on NXT this week, a guy named Adrian Neville, who is the guy formerly known as Pac, that we've talked about him before. Um, yeah. He's um, he's a British, and he he was in Dragon Gate. Like, whenever we talked about Dragon Gate before, I'm sure we've mentioned him. I know we have. Um, Go but, back to the old Wrestling House Show episodes. Yeah, he, they called him, like, the man that gravity forgot, I think was one of his nicknames. Yeah. Because that guy can just, he, can, he like, just hovers in the air and just flips and turns and, I don't, yeah. yeah. You watch, like, some of these, uh, over time, any time, the high flyers, cruiserweights, whatever yeah. you want to call them, a lot of times, some of the guys, the moves look, like, forced, and it looks a little too, you know, like, have to go to school to do this and work right. around it with the other guy. Adrian is so seamless yeah, in he's, what he does. He's, he's very natural, yeah. He has probably the most natural ability, athletic, whatever you want to yeah. call it, given, just born with it. Yeah. He just seems like he was born with it. Yeah. You know, it's like when, when a guy jumps out of the ring and does a hurricane rata, you see the three points of how you get to it. Right. And And that's fine. But he could do that, and it would just look like it, this is him. It's all yeah. him. <laughs> it's just it's as easy. He, it's as easy as him as just walk, walking across the, walking across the ring. He just does. You don't see it coming. He just flips up. He's like, what the? What just happened? Yeah. And even this match, this ma- the match was good. He, he wrestled Sakamoto. Yeah, Sakamoto, who was trained by Takamichinoku, who I, I hadn't realized that before. But yeah. Thank he, you, he William was, Regal. William, yeah. William Regal doing color commentary yeah. on NXT is yet another selling point. Yeah. Of the show. And Jim Ross with the main event every week. Yes. Um, um, who's who's the other guy? I don't know. <laughs> play by play guy. I don't know some guy. He gets tagged out every yeah. week. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he only did like one really spectacular move in the match because he's saving it. But yeah, it was well, his... everything else. But everything else leading up to that, he's just like 
Yeah, quick. yeah, but he didn't do a whole bunch of flips and everything. Is yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like he didn't do nearly what he he is capable of doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because so, we've seen it. We. Yeah. What do you do? Like a he he can do like a standing seven. 30 or something like that. I've seen him do weird stuff. Yeah, he can, like, yeah. I'm exaggerating a bit, but he's yeah. he's almost that good. But he, uh, and it was interesting watching Dragon Gate because they're, it's a very uh, hierarchical, like, system. Like, the guy that have, guys that have been there a long time, those are the guys that are in the main events all the time, and they win all the time. And he was still, when we were watching, I need to start watching it again. It's been he a while. He was mid-carding and yeah, yeah, he. I mean, he had some great matches here and there, and then on the pay-per-views, he would always be in one of the the undercard matches, and he would lose more often than not, and he would get pinned more often than not. Yeah, by because, crashing and burning usually. But yeah, yeah, but he was still always like supremely entertaining. He never had really a storyline to go with, yeah. but he was always you could always count on his matches being like one of the best on the show. Yeah, that's how it's kind of how RVD used to be back in his day yeah. when he was really hungry. And he seems yeah he seems like a very like modest guy because I know you had talked about he he almost didn't want to like go yeah. to the WWE. Yeah, and, and not that we're competing in any way with Art of Wrestling because that's on a whole other yeah. you know we're, we're we are fans, but he he was being interviewed by Colton. This is when he was still Pac. Yeah. This is about a year ago, and he was basically saying that he 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 gets comfortable. Yeah. And he doesn't want to leave. There's a little bit of, you know, wanting to be loyal to who's employing you. Yeah, of course. But he's he also, he he did admit that he was afraid of failure. Like yeah. when he goes to a different place, he gets super nervous that he's going to fail every time, and that's why he's ne- he never reached out to WWE. Yeah. I think he'd even been like called in to audition or try out, and yeah. he didn't even go one time uh, or yeah. something. And I think that's just a testament of how much WWE wanted him and saw potential in him. I yeah. do understand kind of where he's coming from, that because in the WWE you have to have like this humongous personality, and he's never really shown that. So he is going to have to. I think. I think he's going to break through despite he's going to kind of. I him. I agree. I I believe he has all the potential in 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 the world. He, his in ring is, I mean, yeah. just. It's it's done. I mean, he's as good as it gets. But he, he's more exciting to watch than uh, I love lucha and I love Japanese wrestling. Yeah. I love all the international flavor that has ever been brought to pro wrestling. Yeah, he is probably the most exciting person Velda Bell I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. But and that's when, saying a lot. Like I said, he does need to work with like Dusty and, and everybody and get that personality. Because if he's not going to be able to talk, he's going to be like Evan Bourne, and he's gonna he's gonna maybe get a title here or there eventually. Maybe but yeah, they're gonna team them up whenever gets back. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but I mean, Evan came from Dragon Gate too. Well, he was in Dragon Gate for a little while yeah. too. He's in the alumni. So, yeah. <laughs> um. So actually, well, at yeah, the same time. At the same well, time. No. Well, kind of. They kind of overlapped because when Evan left Dragon Gate, he passed the torch to Pac. Okay. Because I, I actually have that match somewhere. Oh, he said, not. "This is, I'm leaving, but this guy is. You like watch this guy." So, so his last match in Dragon Gate was against was against Pac. I don't think it was against him. But he, he basically, it was like some huge match, like Evan Bourne. Like a 10-man well, or well, something? A Matt Seidel, like, yeah. farewell match. Yeah. And, uh, it's like one of those 8-man, 10-man trainers. Yeah, something like that. And he was in it. And uh, Pac was in it with him. And he's like, I may be going, thank you guys for everything, but watch this guy. He's taking over. Nice. So, nice. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I love the guy. Yeah, please be watching NXT. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say, it. speaking of NXT, my favorite match of the week, I'm going to go ahead and do mine. And that is the main event of NXT. Uh, not even just on principle. The match went the distance. Yeah. Uh, any Anything that had potential for me to be match of the week on any of the other WWE shows this week 
did not get it just due to the fact that they were either rushed too short, basically, or yeah. didn't have a good finish. Yeah. There's a lot of matches that happened like that this week. Yeah. So I just couldn't... Well, yeah, know, like the... Um, Kofi Antonio match. Yeah. yeah. It was like over in, like, what, four minutes? Yeah. So I, I can't do that. It's a yeah. great finish. I just... Yeah. You got. I have to give me some emotional, you know, investment. And <laughs> right. that's the only way I can do it, man. Yeah. Like, I was more willing to put Orton versus Cesaro for main event. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. League. But, yeah, it was a nothing finish. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't have to be that way. Like like I said, I I, I liked that, that match the other week, even though it was a count out. Yeah. Whatever that one was. That was on the, the last show. Go listen to it. <laughs> but the main event of NXT was actually Antonio Cesaro and Damian Sandow. Yeah versus Tyson Kidd and Justin Gabriel. Yeah. And it was so much fun to watch. It was a good match, yeah. And kind of a bittersweet one for me, too, because that's Tyson Kidd's last match for eight to nine months yeah, or something. Yeah, that sucks. That's very sad. And, and also, we saw Trent Beretta's last match, apparently, yeah. in the company. Yeah, he got released, released this yeah. week. That's a shame, man. Now him and Kalen are both... Dude Buster reunion on the indie circuit, cool, I guess. Yeah, I'd, I'd search out for that, because I like those guys. Hey, you think they get along still? I, I hope they I do. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't me. think I just I just don't think Trent ever got the chance that he deserved. Another guy that was super entertaining, but yeah, uh, he, he just never got. I don't know. I think he might have won like a match on SmackDown. He won a few Superstars matches, but yeah. he never got. He went up it, against wasn't it Drew McIntyre? He went up against yeah. like if we him up to SmackDown. And he yeah. did that. He did his flip out of the ring. He just completely busted on the floor. Yeah, I remember that. And didn't he beat him once? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. But that was. That was his peak. Yeah, and I thought they were going to do something with him. I was like, well, it's yeah. like Kofi, too. I always think they're going to do something with him, and they don't. Yeah. I think they're finally figuring out that Kofi is a big player. Well, do, I mean, Do they? <laughs> I think that really this year, because they can't they can't do anything else but go up with him at this point. Well, that's we've been talking about that for ever since we started doing this. Like, Maybe so. Kofi's going to, this year, it's it. He's He's got it. I guess, but I try to listen to how they're selling him to the people on commentary yeah. also. Anytime I'm not sure about where a guy is going, they're very high on Kofi. Yeah. Even just, and despite the fact, he's, he hasn't had a great run the last few weeks, but they always be like, you know, they always be like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, what's up? Uh, they, you know, they say, you know, this guy's won a billion tag titles already. Yeah. Uh, four-time IC champion, two-time U.S. champion. Yeah. He's very well decorated in the company. Oh, yeah. So... You I can would, always count on him to be in the running for like one of the slammies for like holy crap moment of the year. Yeah, what's he gonna do this? And he year won it last to year. Top so. the Rumble thing. I don't know. That was crazy. What what could he do? I don't know. Like I said, he's gotta do something crazy in the chamber. Then. Yeah. So. Anyway, I'm I'm. Thank you for letting me be all over the place. <laughs> You're fine. Having, having a blast. Yeah. And uh, Krista, before I, I want to know your match of the week, and I, I'm going to put you on the spot and bring back an old segment of yours as well. I, I I almost forgot one more thing about Raw 20th anniversary. Since we're going through all the matches of the week, maybe you have one from there. Uh, but uh, this is great. Uh, this I have to give the credit to Nola on this one because I was saying she was like, well, "What would you like to see on the show before we watched it?" Mm. And I said, "You know what?" And I, I I was joking, but I thought this would be really funny. Because if the guy cameoed and then this happened, let's say I want to see a main event rematch of Raw 1, Damian Demento versus <laughs> The Undertaker. <laughs> so I think, what a great if Damian Demento crashed the show. Yeah, yeah a, a super obscure character, don't yeah. get me wrong. But if he just showed up and he just went in the ring with his, with his old like 
pads on. Right. Like, ah, crazy. <laughs> and then Undertaker, the lights go down, bong. People would love it. Yeah. They would, I mean, obviously, they wouldn't care about Damien Demento, but yeah. I would love to see it. Yeah. I would love to have seen that, a callback to the first show. Because That'd you, be cool. Almost everything there you can't recreate again, unfortunately. Yeah. Because yeah. Yokozuna was in the very first match, by the way. Yeah. Yoko versus Coco Beware. There's your trivia oh, wow. for, the, uh, for the day. But I, I would have loved to have seen that. And then I mentioned that. I said, I would love to see. And she, you know, she, I love her, but she doesn't know Damien Demento. She didn't know him until I make those kind of obscure oh, references. Yeah, yeah. I go, I want to see Damien Demento versus The Undertaker. And she says, well, I think the closest you're going to get is Kane versus Damien Sandow. And I was like, you know what? That's probably going to happen. And lo and behold, <laughs> Kane yeah. versus Damien Sandow on yeah. Raw 20th anniversary. Yeah. You think they were thinking of that? Uh, no, I don't. Honestly, no, I'll dare to dream. <laughs> I like I like how you're trying to tie it all together, and I that's what I appreciate about you. But no, I don't think that they were thinking that. See how my mind works. <laughs> it's like a laser. <laughs> Chris, what was your favorite match of the week? Um, I, I mean, it wasn't a super. I mean, it wasn't a great match, and he'll have more. But I got I, I got most excited about seeing AJ Neville on NXT. So I'm gonna have to go with that. I don't care. That's fine. And he did a he did a, a corkscrew uh, shooting star press for the finish, so yeah, that made it worth. I've it. never seen it done like that. Um, he might have done that in Dragon Gate, but I don't remember that. Yeah, I think I would have remembered that. One of the best moves you're ever going to see ever. Period. Yeah. And it wasn't just a one move match. It was super fun to watch. So I yeah. totally agree with you. He was doing some wrestling in there. But that's NXT hitting a home run this week. Uh, subscribe to Hulu Plus or do what you have to do to watch this. Yeah. But watch NXT every week. That is your homework assignment for <laughs> friends and listeners of the Wrestling House Show. One more thing before we go, Chris. I would love for you to bring back Best Week, Worst Week. Can you do one for me right now? Um. All right. Um. I'm gonna. I'm trying to think about who who had the best week this week. Well, I know who had the worst week, but that's me. I'm gonna let you have it, but. Uh, what's what's your suggestion? I, I, you know, I think you can let it for the two weeks we've been back on the right. air. I think it's pretty obvious that Kofi Kingston has had yeah. the worst. Well, he, I mean, he, I he hate had, to say that he had a good match with uh, Cesaro, but yeah, and then it was he got a week out ago on, on Raw. Uh, no, yeah, a week ago. Yeah, previous. So yeah, I was thinking Kofi probably had the worst. Let's just do it for like. January so far. Sure, sure. So, worst January is definitely Kofi. So, yeah. I don't know. But he has nowhere to go but up. Maybe Let's he'll win the Rumble. Who knows? Maybe, he, maybe that's not a bad guy to win the Rumble, yeah, is it? it's not going to happen. He's in, he, I think he's in good position. <laughs> I, I think he's got a better shot than most guys. I'm not going to uh, make a 3MB joker or anything. But. <laughs> Let's say 3MB has a 10% chance of winning. Yeah, well, that's what Heath models. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, and as far as best week, I'm going to have to say, well, best month... To date, I'm just going to go with Alberto. Alberto so, Del Rio, yeah. that's, that's a very good pick. And that goes all the way back to Christmas, I think. Yeah. <laughs> He's just been on a hell of a roll. Yeah. So, Antonio, I think, is right there at second, but Alberto's perfect. Yeah, he's, he'll, he'll get there. He'll have his time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'd say I would love for him to win the Rumble this year, but I think he's going to win next year. Yeah. I uh, think. Uh, you know who I you know what? I'm going to say it right here. Royal Rumble prediction. All right. Wade Barrett. Uh, Wade Barrett's going to win the Royal Rumble. I can see that. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm not. I'm going to wait for my prediction until the next episode. So. Yeah, you're going to wait for the pre-show next week. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to do that. By the way, we're going to do that thing we used to do. We did it a couple of times. I really like it. Or do our pre-show predictions, and then come back live after the show's over. Do a post-show. Sounds good. Great. And I guess that's going to be it for us tonight, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, we're on. We're on. Uh, as Christopher Daniels would say, we're on the book face. We're on, we're on the Twitter. Chris, oh, how do they do that? Um, you can go to cnjradio.com to uh, look up our shows. We're on iTunes as well, which is com. Leave us a message. Go to the Facebook link from there. So just go to cnjradio.com. You'll find everything you need. Absolutely. cnjradio.com. Big things doing this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Join us. And we want to thank you for tuning in to Wrestling House Show. Chris, I'll see you, I'll see you next week for the Rumble. I'm excited. All see right. you. Bye.